This chair is not uh, designed for self for aftercare. That's for damn sure. Aftercare? What do you need aftercare for? Uh, the beating you gave me. Are you bitching about it? I mean, just when I sat down. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, like, yeah. no, I'm not bitching about it. <laughs> okay. Well, good. As long as you're not bitching about it, because you've been crying that, oh, I want my ass beat. I want my ass beat. And I totally fucking got it beat. So <laughs> yes, you did. I am not complaining and I'm already bruised. So I'm fucking happy about it because normally it takes like a day or two for to show up and it showed up last night. So I'm, I'm already winning. Oh, yeah. It showed up within like minutes it was fucking swollen like i felt like i had an ass implant (laughs) (laughs) there you go dr pedro dr pedro to the rescue he will give you free implants just let him beat your fucking ass oh so what a crazy weekend huh it was a great weekend it it was a great weekend but it was crazy and we're both fucking exhausted i know like we're trying to keep our eyeballs open and literally on the way home i was like should we just get some energy drinks and you're like it's not even gonna fucking touch us <laughs> and i was yeah. like you're right it's not <laughs> be a waste of 10 bucks yeah it would taste good but do absolutely jack shit for us yeah so uh we have a a pretty intense show it's going to be a contrasting show because the first half is going to be uh very personal oh yeah and you know very vulnerable for me and then the second half will be really fun yeah <laughs> so. it is definitely going to be a contrast of like wow this is some in-depth deep shit to wow that is really fucking hot <laughs> yeah i mean hopefully our listeners agree and they can learn something from the shit that you know we've kind of been going through the last couple of weeks yeah so i think we should get into it i think so too let's do it all right it's a pineapple party. Oh, and we got polyamory too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, Buttercups, because we got that too. It's the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink Podcast. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Kink Kitchen, recording from home instead of at Pandora's. Because we were going to record up there today. We were. But we were like, you know what? Let's just do it at home so that we can get home at a decent time and I can edit this and get it out to the people. And I think that was a good plan. I think so. Yeah, because holy fuck are we tired. Jesus Christ, yeah. Like, oh, We had a great, a great weekend. Um, lots of just getting to hang out with friends and meeting some new people that I didn't get a chance to meet uh, the first time that Pedro went up to Pandora's resort. Um, So I got to meet them, which was nice. Mm -hmm. And we got to play darts and I kicked your ass for the first time. Well, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, the second time I was playing lefty. Okay. That's true. (laughs) But still, but, 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 hold up. You are ambidextrous and I am not. And I suck at a lot of things including dick (laughs) but i think i do that way better than playing darts yeah i mean i am ambidextrous but when you don't use your more non-dominant side it's a little off you know it takes a little bit yeah yeah this is true because then you bit you did beat me the rest of the games i mean i did score over 300 with my left hand that is pretty damn good so i'm not complaining no so yeah we had a great weekend um 
I, I guess we'll start with our swing topic yeah. because the fun part of it will lead us into this more serious discussion that uh, I'm a little anxious to talk about on the show because, you know, I'm such a proponent of certain things mm-hmm. and this kind of, in, in a way, makes me feel bad. So before we get into that, let's get into the fun part of it. Okay. So, all right. So it was Juan the Pool Boy's birthday this weekend. Yes. And you and Juan have only soft swapped up until this point and we've known them for a year now yeah yeah it was kind of um you know we built a friendship between him and I and I think it was one of those you know letting the stars align kind of a thing and we're it just wasn't always adding up you know between the babysitter not being there or you know something just wasn't yeah, I mean, right. He, as far as you know, the atmosphere because sometimes there was parties that were going on that like shit just went down the wrong way, and it just threw you off from not. You just didn't want to have a, a sexy time. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, he had some health issues. Yeah. there mm-hmm. for a little bit, you know, because of course, in true Tink fashion, he is <laughs> an older gentleman. He is. I mean, like he doesn't really act older. Oh fuck no! <laughs> but I mean, he is an older gentleman. He is, yeah almost twice your age he actually he legit is now twice no, no 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 well oh, okay no he's, he's like close. two years you're short. right you're right you're right you're right i'm sorry my bad i can't do math yeah, <laughs> we know so um that's not surprising for you no and of course he is a very large man yeah he's like six two no he's like six four. Oh, six four. okay either way he's tall <laughs> yeah he is tall he is you know still at his age he has a very built upper body yeah very big arms yep big chest mm-hmm. you know he he does have a bit of the dad bod like in the belly area mm-hmm. but i mean that's that's kind of your thing too it is um so you guys finally got to play we, for real we did <laughs> and uh it was really fun it was i mean i enjoyed it like i enjoyed watching you two you did yeah, I mean, I was recording. You did. I saw. I saw you were doing that. And, and I mean, that was kind of hot. Like, my dick was getting hard Ooh. as I'm sitting there recording. I'm like, yeah, because it's not often I get to see you in action. Mm-hmm. You know, since we do play separate and stuff. That's true. But when I do get to see it, especially with someone I consider one of my best friends, yeah, it's like this is fucking hot. You know, I get to see you in action. And not just in the videos that we record for ourselves right. and for the fansly and stuff. So it was a different like perspective because, you know, you're you were getting to kind of sit there and enjoy it as well as, you know, recording it, too. But it wasn't like a, a work thing, you know, or you were helping me create content. You know, you were able to be on the sidelines and take it all in and kind of really get to enjoy what you were witnessing. Yeah. And, you know, you seem to have a great time. Mm hmm. Like, you were a little nervous at first. Oh, yes. I was definitely nervous. I mean, even though, like, I've known him for a year, I I knew this moment was coming. It was just one of those trying to... I, I hate to say that I'm a perfectionist and I want, like, the perfect timing for something. And that's kind of what I did in the beginning. And maybe that's why it took so long to get it to happen. Yeah, but I would say within three or four months of us all hanging out, like, you were ready to do it. Yes. It just, we couldn't line it up. Yes, that that is exactly it. 
Like I was definitely comfortable and ready and I wanted it to happen and I was eager for it to happen. It was just trying to get it to actually come together. Yeah. And it definitely did. Oh yeah. Um, and then once you guys were done with your first round. Yes. <laughs> Which I thought was actually going to be it. Like I didn't think we were going to have any more rounds than that. I thought that was one and done for the night. Well, you can thank me for the second round <laughs> because, you know, uh, Sybil and I, we've played before. Yes, you have. And it's very hot to, to watch. Like I really enjoy just sitting there, even like on the side of the bed and just watching you two. Yeah. And now this whole weekend, I mean, she seemed a little off, mm -hmm. you know, as far as the level of flirtation that she usually puts off. Mm hmm so I wasn't really thinking she was in the mood to play this weekend. It, and that's fine. You know, I don't go anywhere with the expectation of playing. Right. And you also don't like force anything to no, happen I, either. So. I am not a pushy person. I'm not even going to come up and be like, I really hope we get to play. Yeah, no, you won't. That will never come out of your mouth. <laughs> no. So she was sitting there with me watching mm -hmm. you and her husband. Mm -hmm. um, and then when you guys were done, her husband was like, or no, she made the comment that she was jealous. That I got dick and she didn't. Yeah. And I'm like. <laughs> but you didn't say anything. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> Right. You didn't bring it up at all this weekend that you wanted my dick. Yeah. And then her husband's like, see, I told you. <laughs> you got to say something. You have, you have to ask. You yeah. know, because, and, and I've explained this to her many times. Yeah, that you're that, not going to chase her down for it. Yeah, if you want dick, you come up to me and you say, I'd like some dick, please. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I would like some dick, please, sir. Yeah, Just I mean, a little bit more. That's how I operate. Yeah. Because I see all these guys, you know, because we go to so many places and events and parties and, and like you just see these guys and they're just all over women and it's just creepy to me. And it's a turnoff. I mean, yeah. you don't want to do that. And it doesn't put a woman in the mood. Right. So I, I vow to myself to never be like that. Mm -hmm. um, so she finally was like, can I get some dick? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, the fuck you can. Yeah. And like, as soon as that came out of your mouth, like I literally went to the bathroom and I came back. She was already sitting there sucking your cock. And I was like, oh, well, all right. They, they did not waste any time. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> cause you guys were done already. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to make you guys sit and wait for an hour. Oh, I would have just watched. So I know, think he would have been happy with that too. Cause he loves watching her. Oh yeah. I mean, he's very much in the hot wife mindset Yeah. where he loves hearing about her encounters and watching it. And, yeah. um, so like that was good and she's sucking my cock and sh she gives great head yes i mean you have said this many times that you really enjoy when she gives you head well i mean she's an she's older an lady as well i mean she's not older but i mean she's a good 15 years older than me so basically she's got the experience exactly and <laughs> i value experience yeah you know because because they know their ways around. They know like what spots to hit without even having to ask. They just know what to do. Exactly. So you can just sit back and be like, just suck my dick. I'm just going to just take it all in right now. Yeah. And I <laughs> did for a good, you know, like five minutes. And then once I was fully hard and everything, you know, I, I threw a condom on and started fucking her. 
I fucked the shit out of her. Yeah, you were. Like, because it was like. Well, it's just like, oh, 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 God. <laughs> the first time that we played, I was a little reserved, you know, right. because I, I'm not the type of person either to just be like, yeah, I'm going to fuck you really hard and you're going to like it. Right. You know, so I let the woman tell me what she likes and, you know, that's what I do. Yeah. So that first time she was telling me, you know, to go harder and faster and stuff like that. But even then, like I do a little bit harder, a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. But then after all that, her husband Juan was like, no, like she likes to be railed. Yeah. <laughs> you like, know, <laughs> you need to go fast and hard with her. Yeah. So I was in my head this time. I'm like, uh huh. You're like, I got this shit. Yep. <laughs> Fuck the shit out of Sybil. Check. Yes. <laughs> so we went, I don't know, four or five different positions. Oh my God. Yeah. And it went on for what? Like half an hour. Yeah. Half an hour. Just straight fucking. And then and it was the same intensity in every single oh position. God. I was so fucking spent. <laughs> like I thought I was going to die. Oh no. Did you have that like heart palpitation feeling where oh you're like, God. oh my God, my blood pressure is probably really fucking high. My heart was pounding. I was dripping sweat, <laughs> you know, like my mouth was dry. Oh, you had the cotton mouth. Yeah. But one of the really hot parts about this is I look over at, at, at one point and you're crouched off to the side filming us, mm -hmm. which is awesome because you hardly ever film me. Right. You know, I have all this video of you, but there's like three videos over the last eight and a half years of me. Yeah. So I, I I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pat myself on the shoulder for that because yes. I, for once was thinking, Ooh, this would be a really good shot. I'm going to try to get some content for him. So that way he can look back on this experience and be like, yeah, that was fucking good. That was a good session. And I have proof of it. Yep. And then a couple minutes after the first time I looked over, I see you holding the camera with your head <laughs> tilted to the left, like, you know, like a contortionist sucking Juan's dick. <laughs> As you're both sitting there watching me pound the shit out of Sybil. <laughs> so I was multitasking, okay? I was getting all these good angles for you. I was trying to also get the new mirrors that were put up. Oh, yeah. So I was getting, like, the mirror front view of you fucking her, and then the side view of you fucking her, and then Juan taps me on the shoulder, and his dick is hard again, and I was like, well, fuck it, all right, I'm going to go <laughs> try to suck his dick at the same time as give video. And I think I did a pretty a damn good job. You did. The only thing that sucks is I only got like three minutes of video. This is true. But I mean, but, it, it's okay. A anything is better than nothing. And, and you can blame that on Juan because he wanted round two. And right. I thought we were done. That's why I'm like, I'm, I'm recording you having fun with Sybil. Right. So now you suck his dick for a little while. And then you guys move to that tabletop, like the other the bed thing. It's not really a bed, but it's like a tabletop, uh, table table basically, basically. yeah that's it's all just it is. a cushion table mm -hmm. um and he's fucking you from behind mm -hmm. and you're like almost i'm almost over top of sybil yeah like your heads are on top of each other yeah right now. and it was really fucking hot because <laughs> like i started to make out with you yeah well you're getting railed uh -huh. and I'm still railing Sybil. Uh-huh. Like it was like a tandem thing. It was really cool. Yeah. 
And then, you know, I asked you if you had came on Juan's cock yet. And I had not. And I was like, well, you better fucking do it. Oh my God. When you said that, I was like, okay, sir. Yeah. I'm going to fucking come on this cock. Just, just give me a moment. (laughs) Like I am almost there. And then you did. And that like put him over the edge. Yep. That ended him. Yep. So you guys were done with round two and I'm still going. Yes. I'm like a fucking machine at this point. Yeah. And at this point now you have you at that point you had her on her back Mm -hmm. and then you had to then switch and you flipped her over. No. After you guys were done, I had her ride me. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because like I had nothing left in my legs. That's right. At all. So she starts riding me. You come over and sit so, on my face. I did because I was like, all right, well, he, well, Juan was done. And I was like, you know what? I'm still feeling really fucking horny, even though I just came. I'm like, let me just sit on his face and just smother him and see what happens. Yeah. So then <laughs> I make you come yes. from eating you out. And, then, and, and I was kissing Sybil at the same time. Uh, see, I couldn't see that. Well, yeah, because my pussy was over top of your face. Yeah. And, Actually, my ass cheeks were. Yeah. So. She rode me for, I don't know, five, 10 minutes. Oh yeah, it had to be. And then she was like, okay, I am done. Like right. I cannot and, do this anymore. And she never taps out. Never, which the the running joke with Sybil is that, you know, it it would take five guys to even get her to the point of like, kind of being tired. Yeah. Of fucking. Mm-hmm. And I made her tap out. So that was a big pat on my back. Oh, hell yeah. I was very proud of myself. She was very much satisfied. Like, she was just like... And I still hadn't gotten off yet. I know. You still didn't get off, which was crazy. So then she tagged me in, and I was like, well, fuck it. Okay, he's still fucking hard and hasn't come yet, so I'm all in. Yeah, so then you rode me. And and I came, like, instantly on your cock. I know, like, you sat down and and (laughs) moved, like, three times. Yeah. And then you're coming and I was like, fuck it. I just need to get off because yeah, at this point, like nobody's going to be able to walk tomorrow. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. And my, my pussy's definitely feeling it for sure. Yeah. So I finally came, but I had you, you know, uh, finish in my mouth yes. or finish, finish in your mouth. Yes. In my mouth. Um, just in case you and Juan wanted to go again. Yeah. You know, yeah, because who knows? Right. And I'm a very thoughtful, you know, play partner mm-hmm. so i will never like come inside you if i'm playing with somebody else if you're playing with somebody else yeah. because i wouldn't want that to happen to me right you know yeah because you wouldn't want it to like ruin your experience because you'd be not expecting that and then if that was you'd be like hey what the fuck yeah so i made sure that didn't happen mm-hmm. and we ended up going back to the camper mm-hmm. get ready to go to bed and i'm fucking hard again yeah like, I literally, I came out of the bathroom. I look at you and you're fucking rock hard again. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I don't know. It just decided to be hard again. I'm like, well, okay then. And I just ended up getting on the bed. And no, that was the night before. I was thinking of the night before. But I still got into bed. And then you laid next to me. And then you just started fingering me. And I was just like, oh, here we go. Yep. And then once. <laughs> Here's another round for the night. Once you were ready. We fucked again, and oh, yeah. you came a couple more times. It was like three or four more times. And it was awesome. It was amazing. So <laughs> sexually, we had a fantastic fucking weekend. Hell fucking yeah. So 
kudos to us. Yes. And thank you to Juan, Juan and Sybil. They was amazing. Yes. Cannot wait to do that again. Definitely looking forward to it again. Um, but this brings me into the topic that I want to talk about as far as like the swing uh, segment goes. Mm-hmm. So as I said, Juan is kind of a mountain of a man. He is. You know, he makes me look tiny and I'm, you know, five, nine mm-hmm. right now I'm 181 pounds, but you know, I, I have a large frame for a small guy, you do, you know, but he makes me look tiny. So that's kind of your type, you, you know? Yeah. And like, you've said that from the beginning and I'm cool with that. You know, I don't mind if you go after these big guys and stuff, but we had, you know, a discussion after we played with Tom and Jill mm-hmm. and with him being a dominant, you had made a comment that you wished he would have used his size a little more. Yes. Meaning his physical size, his mm-hmm. body size, mm-hmm. because you felt like you needed things to be a little rougher for you to enjoy them. Yeah. So we had a very long discussion over the past week about that mm-hmm. because we have a 24 seven master slave dynamic. Correct. And our relationship was kind of built on the BDSM dynamic. It was yes, or it is because we actually started quote unquote dating so that you could learn how to be a submissive. Yeah. You know, it it wasn't as much as like, like a regular relationship of, Hey, I want to be boyfriend and girlfriend. You wanted to learn how to be a submissive. I did. So that's how we started quote unquote dating. Yeah. Because as soon as we dated, we went right into learning, or you had me start learning about being a submissive and training me to be that. Right. So it's a very important part of our relationship still to this day. Mm -hmm. Now, I kind of had a bit of an issue with you constantly seeking out these very large men, Mm -hmm. especially when you're attracted to one, they're always like a dominant type. They seem to be, yes. And when we had you know, discussed our swing, like boundaries and stuff. Uh, you had said that a, your type was more just like a big farm boy, Mm -hmm. but you tend to really go after like the gym rat type, even though they're not like ripped, you know, like they're not lean. Yeah. But you like those huge arms back and shoulders, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah. Like I, I was kind of lumping, the built guys into that but the quote-unquote gym rat is kind of in a way what they are in essence they're just not cut right they're just not eating clean right like and i and i'm that's where my line i i wasn't really i guess to myself i wasn't really clear on that because in my head when i think of a gym rat i think of the one who's like completely ripped there's no body fat and all that and i'm like oh, i'm really sure about that where i like it's a little extra covering on it but right. it still qualifies them as being a gym rat but see what kind of threw me off was in the past like you've shown me pictures of guys that you find attractive mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like they've seen a gym since maybe they were in high school <laughs> so when we're out and about mm-hmm. And you're attracted to these other big guys that clearly work out a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of had me frustrated, I I guess is the best way to put it, because 
you know, to me, if you tell me that your type is one thing, but then you go after another, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, well, why say that you're into this other type? Which, as you explained to me, that you're also into that type. I am. But the instant attraction happens with these built guys. Yes. Yes. Where the more fluffier guys. It takes like their personality and talking with me to bring that attraction over more. Right. So you had also said that you prefer to play with more submissive guys. Like it doesn't have to be like a BDSM submissive type, but just somebody that'll let you take charge, Mm -hmm. you know, and tell them like, this is how I want to fuck. Yeah. But of course, when you go after these gym guys, I don't get that. They're 99% of the time on the dominant side of things. Right. Yeah. So when you made the comment about wanting him to use his size more, Mm -hmm. I was like, well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. You know, and you're like, well, I want him to like pick me up and put me in the position that he wants and this and that. And I'm like, well, that's kind of being dominant. And that was one of our, our boundaries Yeah, that you won't let another man be dominant towards you. Correct. Because of our BDSM dynamic. Yeah. Because I want to respect that dynamic that we have. So that kind of threw me for a loop. Mm -hmm. Like when you said that, because I've known you now for almost 10 years Mm -hmm. and to me, if you want one thing, that means there's more to follow, you know? So it may start with picking you up and putting you in positions and stuff like that. But then the next thing, you know, it'll be, you know, I want them spanking my ass and pulling my hair and choking me and, you know, mm-hmm. like, and my big thing with this is being my size, five, nine, 181 pounds. If you want a big guy that's, you know, six foot plus 250 pounds plus you know and you want them to be rough in bed mm-hmm. while it may not be a dominant and submissive type of scene mm-hmm. you're still allowing them to exert dominance over you by basically doing whatever they want to you that- because once you get in that headspace of this is good this feels good mm-hmm your brain shuts off. It it does. I am a guilty person of that because I get wrapped up in feeling good. Right. So you're, if you don't tell them to do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. which I can see you doing right in that moment, mm-hmm. if you don't say that and they just start doing it, you won't stop them. So that would cross our boundaries. It would. So my big thing with this is the fact that they're so big and they're dominant as well. Mm-hmm. That takes away from our dynamic because like our thing is, you know, I'm a sadistic dominant. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, fucking you really rough. You do. And, you know, if I can make you cry even better. Yeah. Where your kink is having a man so big that it makes you feel tiny and helpless. I don't know if I, if I feel like I'm helpless, but I do like the size difference. Like I feel like I like being smaller, but I don't know if that's because like, I mean, I'm not super tall, but I'm kind of tall for a woman and being with someone that is larger, it kind of makes me feel small. Right. But 
I mean, like you've told me in the past that you like that helpless feeling. I mean, that's part of your kink is the size and knowing there's nothing you can do to get away. Like, yeah, I mean, like you that can't does stop kind of them. excite me. Yes. You can't stop them from doing whatever they want to you. Mm-hmm. So when you come back to me and, you know, we want to have a rough scene, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I can provide that anymore because which would be an issue (laughs) right because if you're allowing some guy that's twice my size to do the same thing that i do to you where like how do i still say yes i'm dominant over you when somebody else twice my size just did the same thing right you know that takes away a big part of our dynamic it definitely does and that's kind of you know, our discussion over the last week has kind of been, you know, how can we go about making sure that we, and me particular, is respecting our dynamic and not crossing any boundaries of that because I don't want to alter our dom and sub relationship. And, but at the other token, you also want me to still enjoy the types of men that I'm drawn to. Right. And this is why I feel like shit about it. Because if anyone has listened to the majority of the episodes that we have, they'll know I'm a big proponent of not having a ton of boundaries, Mm -hmm. you know, because it takes the fun out of the swing lifestyle, especially if you're stopping your partner from enjoying something that they need in order to enjoy what they're doing. Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a catch-22 for me because I obviously want you to enjoy your time I want you to play with the people that you want to play with Mm -hmm. but I don't want to lose our BDSM dynamic right and that's one thing that we're both on the same page about right so I mean I'm willing to compromise to a point you know like there is some things that I can be okay with like I'm perfectly okay if I am very good friends with somebody mm-hmm. like Juan, right? who's a mountain of a man. Mm-hmm. If you two get a little rough, it doesn't bother me. And that kind of happened. I mean, you had I, to tell him. I did. Um, there was a moment when he was fucking me from behind that it was a little too rough for me. And I had to tell him to, to back it down notch. Right. But I didn't say a word. Mm-mm. You know, I didn't get upset over it but you noticed it though (laughs) i did notice it but as soon as that like that thought crossed my mind of that's a little rough Mm -hmm. it went away and i was like you know you were cool again yeah because i know you're enjoying it Mm -hmm. he's enjoying it Mm -hmm. you're safe yeah You, you know um and i think the other thing too is that there's that respect that he has towards our dynamic of the BDSM lifestyle that we have. Like, it's not like somebody who doesn't know the whole ins and outs of how we got to where we are in that, where, you know, they're just going to do their own thing and not even really think twice about it and how it would affect, you know, how we interact. Right. Where with Juan, he does know because he put in the time to understand it and he has a little bit of knowledge when it comes to the BDSM where a lot of people don't. Well, I mean, 
most of that knowledge came fr- from me. It did, yeah. Because he asked a lot of questions. And he did. I mean, it's a lot to learn. And there's so many different variants to it, too. You know, for some, it's perfectly fine to be really rough. But in our case, it's not really something that you want to have happen with just anybody. Yeah, I mean, most dominants that I know, male or female, they would not want, in a swing setting, their partner, their submissive, Mm -hmm. to play the same way that they play with that them. they play with them and that makes perfect sense because you know if you have a, a certain thing that sets your dynamic apart from when you play with other people mm-hmm. and then you start doing that in the swing world you have nothing left for yourselves right you know and i've talked to some of my very close friends people i you know respect and trust 100 percent, and i mean the consensus was I'm not overreacting. I'm not being, you know, an asshole, mm-hmm. but is there ways to work around this? Yeah. That seems to be the thing that everybody kind of came up with is, is, is there an area where both of us can compromise where you're going to be comfortable with what occurs? I'm going to still be satisfied with what I find in these other play partners. And in the end, it's still, respects our dynamic and doesn't interfere with it and change things right because i mean i was very frank with some of these people and i told them you know exactly how you felt about it and and i told them flat out if you so chose to continue the way you were talking about continuing Mm -hmm. i don't feel like i could have kept our dynamic yeah because it kind of makes me feel like a cuckold Right, which is not anything that I wanted you to feel like at all. Right, and like I don't ever want to feel like a cuck because no, because you're that's not. not me. Right, and if I were to feel like that, I would just end our BDSM dynamic. And unfortunately, I don't know how our relationship would handle that. Right, because our relationship was started from that from the get go. Right. And it's never stopped. It's, you know, it it may have slowed down. Yeah. Like we've had times where it wasn't full blown 24 seven and we've had times where, you know, we've had to stop or not necessarily stop because we still went away, still had it. Right. It just wasn't as intense. Yeah. And it it was mostly mental in in those times where we couldn't like have play scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, if, if we can't have that, I mean, yes, we love each other very much. Mm-hmm. We have a great relationship outside of BDSM, but that's kind of the glue. It is. That holds us together, you know, aside from our daughter, of course. Right. Um, but I just feel like if you were to continue doing that and we stopped our dynamic and then you continued to play like that, where mm-hmm. you were basically getting uh, dominated by men when we go out to parties and stuff. I would really feel like shit about that, you know, and I never wanted, like when I brought this up to you, I never wanted it to be like a, this or that thing. Right. You know, like I didn't want to give you an ultimatum or anything like that because that's not what you do Yeah. in, in any form of a relationship or in the lifestyle either. Right. So I basically told you, look, this is how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. These are my concerns if you continue to do this mm-hmm. and I kind of put it, the ball in your court. Yeah. You know, and it's, it, it wasn't done in a way that, you know, I was 
being an asshole and being like, well, if you do this, then we're fucking over. It was like, look, if you do this and I feel a certain kind of way about it, Mm -hmm. the first consequence would be we'd probably lose our BDSM dynamic. Right. And then depending on how things went, we could potentially lose our relationship. Yeah. It wasn't a threat. You know, it wasn't an ultimatum. No, but it was also kind of an eye opener too, at least, you know, for me, because, you know, I'm going after, you know, the, these types of men that I'm drawn to, or they're even obviously attracted to me. And, you know, I kind of had to kind of look at it as like, okay, how do I want to go about this? Because obviously our relationship is very important to me and I don't want to do this without you. And I still want to enjoy this lifestyle with you, even though we do play separately in certain situations. Right. I mean, I love being in the swing lifestyle with you. I mean, I know we don't always play together, Mm -hmm. but like when we go to events and parties and resorts and all that, we have a blast. We do. Whether we play with anybody else or not. Yeah, we really do. We kind of, I almost feel like when we do these things together, it kind of helps us reconnect again because I think between your work and me now working again and just being a mom and everything else, it kind of, it it pulls on you in different directions that it pulls you apart as far as your, your deeper connection that you have with your partner, whether it be the physical, the mental, just an overall. Right. So when we do those things together, like going to a resort or going to a hotel takeover, I feel like we get that little bit of inches back that we lost that the world took away. I I agree with that. And to me, it's very important because I love the swing lifestyle. I love E&M and Mm non-monogamy. And I've found a great partner in that with you. Yeah. You know, so I obviously don't want to lose that, but I also want to make sure that you understand the way I feel about certain things could potentially lead to that. Yeah. And I think too, having these conversations as hard as they are, and we've, we've said this before that they are a necessity when they do come up and like, we've gone how long, I don't even know before needing a conversation like this. Well, it's probably been five years. Yeah. So it's not always going to come up, but it it does become a situational thing that will bring something up that gets, you know, that you wouldn't have thought about and it just gets stirred up and brought to the surface and you do have to discuss it because if we are in a position like that, you know, we need to have ground rules and we need to have these boundaries and discuss, you know, what is okay and not okay and then do we need to compromise? Do you need to compromise and try to find that middle ground that's going to work for a situation like, like that we could come across? Right. And I feel if you play with someone I'm not close to and, you know, as long as you keep in mind how I feel about things, like I think that will be enough mm-hmm. to keep you focused on not crossing boundaries yeah. And stuff like that, you know, cause I'm not always going to be there when these play scenes happen. Right. So like, I have to trust that you're not going to get wrapped up in the moment mm-hmm. and have these things happen. So 
I feel like what we had talked about is you're basically going to work on uh, f- finding more enjoyment in that more vanilla-ish side of things. Yeah, and I kind of feel like I experienced that with Juan last night because like, yes, he was a little bit rougher and yes, you do know him. So it made it be a little bit more enjoyable for you. You were more relaxed about it. It wasn't like we had crossed a boundary, but you know, when I felt like he was going too hard for me and I'd say to slow down and whatnot, then that felt good for me. But what I also found was that surprisingly, like I had said before, how like I kind of wanted to be the one in charge when it came to that, I liked that. And I think if I can keep finding connections that will allow that for me to do, I will enjoy those moments that I have with people in the lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, and if we make friends with some of these guys, you know, and I become close to them, Mm -hmm. that's a different story. Like, I'm, I'm not saying you can never be rough with another guy. Right. It just needs to be someone I'm comfortable with, someone that I trust, you know, completely. Right. It's not a, a stranger. It's somebody that you've been able to talk with, hang out at these get togethers or whatnot. Yeah, like it, it, if I consider them, you know, a good friend of mine, Yeah. there's a very good possibility I will be perfectly okay with pretty much anything. Right. But if it's like, you know, we go to a hotel party and you meet this guy for the first time, then that's just not going to fly. Yeah. And I and I completely agree with that one. So, like, I don't want people to think, oh, you know, you're being an asshole. You're not letting her do X, Y, and Z. Which, in a way, I'm, I, I am doing that. But it's not because of, like, a jealousy thing or... No, it's like we... This, like we both said, it's the respect of our dynamic. Yes. That's really what we are, in essence, protecting. But I feel like people who don't understand BDSM... Won't get that. Will not understand that. <laughs> I, I agree. It is kind of hard for them to understand that. You know, like the best thing I can equate it to is if a man has a problem with his wife or partner always going after big dicks. Mm-hmm. And if he says, you know, you can't fuck anybody with a bigger dick than me, like that's kind of gatekeeping. Right. And it's, it's not a good thing because there's nothing like, there's no reason for it. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to lose your relationship. You're not going to lose, you know, anything major. It's just your insecurity Mm -hmm. of not wanting your partner to fuck somebody bigger than you. Right. You know, and for people that know me and know me from the show, they know I have a serious issue with my dick size because of my ex-wife. But we've gone through this and I won't stop you from fucking somebody with a big dick. No. It may kind of hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. And it might be a while before me and you have sex again. Right. But... I'm not going to tell you like, no, I can't, no, you can't do that. And I'm not going to be an asshole about it. I'll just be like, Hey, that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if you're okay with us not fucking for a week, then mm-hmm. cool. But I also know that you don't really enjoy big dicks. I mean, like to an extent, 
Yeah. Like I have an extent that I go for and there I have like a limit then. Right. So that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is potentially losing my BDSM dynamic. And that's kind of where I'm at. We're on the same page on. Yeah. So it's a difficult thing for me to talk about just because, you know, I always tell people try to have as few boundaries as possible, Mm -hmm. you know, let your partner have fun. You know, they need to be somewhat autonomous. Yeah. But if it's going to be severely detrimental to your relationship, Mm -hmm. then I feel like you have to speak up. And you do. I mean, like I, like I said, there's going to be times where you are going to have things come up that you would not have thought of at the time, but something occurs that stirs it up and you do have to talk about it. Yeah. And you have, it's going to (laughs) suck. Yeah. You have to be okay with these uncomfortable conversations and they are absolutely uncomfortable. And I'm like the biggest culprit of like, I will, I will have these conversations, but I hate them. Yeah, and, and you'll try and, like, run away mid-conversation and start doing something like... I will, I'll, like, clean the dishes. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, like, are we still talking about this? <laughs> like, did I say we were done? Like, Yeah, like, we'll have, like, a break in the conversation because, like, he's thinking about something and I'm thinking about something, and I'll be like, well, while we're not talking, let me go take out the trash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you have to be able to communicate like this. You do. And... You know, if people want to see me as some douchebag because of this, well, fuck off. But the BDSM side of our relationship is, is very important. More important to me than allowing you to go out and fuck some huge guy the same way you do me. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but my relationship is more important than, you know, your potential one want. night thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. If that makes me a bad guy, then I'm fucking terrible. (laughs) Whatever. But I'm glad that we had the conversation because, you know, when these things come up, I I am more prepared on how to handle it best where we are both going to be comfortable in the situation. I'm going to enjoy my time. And I know I'm protecting what is also very important to me because I worked so hard to earn that title of being your submissive that's a good point just real quick before we wrap this segment up you worked hard Mm -hmm. right to become the submissive now slave that you are yes and that's a big part of why i feel the way i feel because i worked damn hard training you to be the slave that you are now Mm -hmm. nine and a half years of it it's a long time so in my mind these guys have no right to even get a glimpse of the way you are with me. Right. They put in zero work, zero effort. They just think, well, they just showed up. (laughs) We're swingers and I'm a dominant guy. So I want to fuck her. However, I want to fuck her. No, that's not how it's going to work. Right. And if, and to be honest, if that's kind of the scenario, then we won't play because they need to be able to respect what my limits are and my dynamic with my sir exactly. whether you're in the room with me or not right so that's basically the basis mm-hmm. for me feeling this way and it makes it makes perfect sense you know so, at least to me <laughs> and to you right but i just wanted to bring that up you know just 
to give people more clarity on why I feel this way. It's and not so much an insecurity of being a smaller guy. So I, I, I know we're, we really need to wrap up this segment, but I do want to bring up this other analogy for the people who don't really understand all the little it's ins and outs of the BDSM. Juan brought this up as he has a dog who he trained to be a support dog for him. And he did that for years. And she will basically, if she sees Sybil, she's all up on her ass. And he's just kind of like, well, what the fuck? Because I just did all this work to do what I need you to do for me. But then you find somebody else and you just kind of run with it. And everything that I trained you just went to her for just for her to show up. So it's kind of the equivalent of try to, you know, understand where we're coming from with that time of training, basically. Yeah. And if this was just a swing thing and we weren't into BDSM or we weren't as heavy into BDSM, mm-hmm. it wouldn't, wouldn't be, be a thing. Yeah. Like if you wanted to go get railed, go get railed. Right. I mean, but it's that time and work I put into you mm-hmm. that makes me feel like, no, fuck these guys. <laughs> yes. Like just because they're big and, you know, they're also dominant doesn't mean they're going to get what I get. Right. And that makes a hundred percent makes it all make sense with that. Well, good. Hopefully everybody understands that. We got to move on because the fucking show's almost over. <laughs> so, kink and BDSM. Oh, God. Okay. So. We had quite a experience on this one because we had two BDSM couples in the same playroom at once. Yes, us and another couple. Yes. And now this is right after. We just got done. Playing with Sybil and Juan. Right. So. We were finished. Yeah. And I was fucking exhausted. Mm-hmm. But I figured, eh, we better get this done because... I've been wanting some kind of a play scene. You've been wanting your ass beat, like, bad. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. time we go to Pandora's, I was like, there's the cross. Is it going to happen? And yeah. I'd be so disappointed when it didn't. Well, and because I've been training you to be a dominant. So mm-hmm. when we play at home... I'm the dominant one. You're so the dominant I'm like, one. I'm the one beating your ass or I'm the one who is in charge of this or that and making things happen. And I just didn't want, I just wanted someone to take the reins. Like, please take the reins, daddy. (laughs) So, you know, I asked you, do you want to have an impact scene? And you're like, yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So this other couple was already up on the cross. So you stood against the rigging web Mm -hmm. that's in the middle of the playroom there. And it started out, you know, with the crop, the crop and which felt really good. Surprisingly, <laughs> then we went to, uh, like the, the thin strip paddle, the leather paddle. Oh yeah. It's like the real thin one. It's like mm-hmm. a belt with a piece of plastic in the middle. I actually don't real. I don't think I actually realized that you grabbed that one. Yeah. That was the second thing. <laughs> oh, okay. And, uh, now, by this time, the other couple, she was getting really into it. Oh, yeah. She was very, very... Very vocal. Yes. So, after I got done with that, I went over and got the floggers, and I flogged you for probably oh, 10, a while. 10 minutes or so. And they were the stingy ones. Yeah, the thin... I think they were like the, the 20 cool. fall, you know, uh, thin... The leather equivalent of razor blades is what it feels like. Yeah. It, 
they're not good floggers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> unless you really like that kind, but well, e- even then, I mean, they're cheap floggers. Yeah. So I did that, beat your ass, and we have uh, a clip that we're going to play for the fun segment after we talk about this <laughs> of all the the auditory. There was a lot stimulation going on. Yes. So after the floggers, I got the uh, the leather paddle, mm-hmm. like the fat leather paddle. Now, the other couple was using the wooden paddle. Mm-hmm. That's why you didn't get the wooden paddle or else I would have used that. I'm but, not sure if my butt would have been uh, able to handle that. So now he would smack her. Yeah. And then I would smack you because I was watching them. Wait, so you were timing it. Yeah, so he would smack her. She would let out this fucking moan or cry or whatever it was. It was intense. (laughs) And then I would do you, and then you would do the same. Yeah, like we were feeding off of each other. Yes. I was feeding off the other dominant. Mm -hmm. You were feeding off the other submissive. Yes. And it was fucking hot. So like the louder that I got with my, like, so hers was more like a pleasurable where mine is more on the holy fuck, this fucking hurts. But then like, it kind of feels good after, after the impact, the initial impact. But now to be fair, to To be be fair, fair. I was going much harder than the other dominant. Oh yeah. I mean, they were doing it more on the pleasurable side of pain. Yes. The intensity wasn't where ours was. Yeah. I mean, I'm a sadist, so my goal is to make you cry and call red. Yes. So I was really getting into it. And then when uh, she started, like, getting to the point where she wanted to, like, get fucked. Oh, yeah. She was then at that point, like, arching her back. And she was going, please fuck me. I need you. Please just fuck me. So at that point, I asked Juan how old he was oh god and i knew where this was going he said that he was turning 62 yep 62 so that i told you i said well i guess you're gonna get his birthday spanks yep so i legit held on to this web and i just stared at him and he was like I mean, I had to lock in on him anyway, but I was like, I am doing this for you because this is for your birthday. And he was like, your stare was so intense. He was like, I felt like I was not going to make it to my 63rd birthday. (laughs) Yeah. So I paddled you. Yep. 62 times. Yep. (laughs) With no break. No. And the cries and just screams and moans that you were putting off were so intense the other couple the woman literally like was getting fingered by her dominant mm -hmm. and it was so intense she squirt all over all over the floor yeah it was a huge puddle so when we were all done you know she came up and talked to us and she's like is this a thing like hearing her screaming in pain and stuff turned me on so fucking much yeah she's like i never scored it like that before yeah it was like the hottest thing yeah so and we we discussed about having an auditorial turn on basically from hearing 
another woman or even just hearing others having sex or whatnot and that it can be a thing that turns you on oh, yeah and 100 can easily just because make, you have that i do i completely do and that's why we we were going back and forth like her crying out but hers wasn't like that pleasurable crying oh, yeah. which you will hear at the end of this episode so yeah there's you'll hear hers and then you'll also will hear mine and you'll see the difference or you'll hear the difference in the two of them yeah it was absolutely amazing and it kind of like edged me to keep going because we haven't had uh, such an intense impact play in a while and to have when i was almost all ready to like yellow and then he was like so juan how old are you going to be and i was just like i cannot i just can't give in now like we're we are making this happen <laughs> oh yeah yeah we're gonna make this happen all right <laughs> And we fucking did. Oh, we did. I'm definitely sore. Oh, yeah. You have knots on your ass cheeks. And this was like our, our discussion. It was like I have an implant in my butt cheeks. Yeah. Because of how bruised and swollen they are. Yeah. And it like, was an instant bruising. You literally were sitting on a bag of ice last night. I was. Yep. And I melted that ice fairly quickly. Yeah. I mean, it was hot to the touch. It was. It was hot. It still is kind of hot and still hard in the knotted areas. Yeah, I mean, like, you have a giant purple mark I all do. over your ass. I do. Yep. It feels great sitting on this chair right now. I bet. This chair is not made for aftercare. <laughs> not at all. Well, you should probably put some ice on your ass before is, you go to bed. It is happening. I'm going to sit on the couch for, like, 15 minutes with some ice under my butt. So... Now that we got this intense impact scene out of the way, mm -hmm. is this going to be enough to keep you satiated for the next, you know, month or so? Because we have a lot going on. We can't have you all fucking bruised up. The fuck if I know. You know, we got <laughs> Naughty and Narlins in so, two weeks. So, then. yeah, that is one thing that I'm kind of wondering is how long it's going to take for this bruise to go away because it's my whole ass. Um, and it's, it's, um, it's, it's purple black. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's pretty gnarly. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how long it's going to take for it to go away. And I know like when we we're going to go to Pandora's again, this coming weekend, and I do not feel like we're going to be able to play again in that way. Oh, no, no, not even close. Not at all. Like it's going to be pretty vanilla. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, obviously you want to look as good as you can for naughty. Yeah. Um, and I, I still may have some remnants by then, and I'm uh, going to have to drink a shit ton of water to try to help my skin heal. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're still going to have some of those, like, green bruising yeah. or green bruises left. I may have to tan a little bit more and see if that'll hide it. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough to hide that one. Yeah. It was a pretty intense but one. all the BDSM people are going to be like, yeah, that's my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, she got it. I'd be like, fuck yeah, I did. Yeah, so, I mean... So, I mean, like, I feel like as of right now, I'm satisfied and I am happy with my bruise because I have the thing where I don't always like the pain and it can be really hard for me to make it through. But what helps me get through is the knowledge of I'm going to receive this amazing fucking bruise that I get to watch heal over an X amount of time. And that's what ends up getting me off even more during that scene. Now, I'm very twisted. Now, when you do see the, all these big bruises and stuff like does that make you horny like do you want to like 
Oh, it makes me want to have that scene happen all over again. Okay, but it, but does it make you want to like, does it turn you on enough to where if I'm not around, you want to play with yourself? Like, yeah. is, it, is it that kind of horny like, or yeah. that type of turn on? Yeah. Cause I've like, I get that like, yeah, I'm a fucking bad bitch and it turns me on. So you just like go finger blast yourself real quick and. Or like I use a vibrator real quick and be like, yeah, let me just come real quick. Okay. I mean, see as a, a dominant and a sadist, you know, I obviously don't get that after the scene. Right. Like during the scene. You're can, all about it. It can make me, you know, super excited. Mm-hmm. Now we didn't do anything sexual during that scene no we didn't which we you know but that's probably why i got so hard when we got back to the camper oh that would make more sense because you know we didn't actually like fuck afterwards like sometimes we do right so because i wasn't really hard while i was doing it no but i think i was more focused on just making sure you had a good experience i think so too and you gave me a really good fucking experience like you had me buckled to my knees so many times, but I was like, no, I'm standing back up because he taught me that I can do this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I mean, it was something I wanted because like my pussy just kept getting wetter. Like oh I could God. feel it. Like yeah. my lips were holding it in. Cause that's just what my lips do. Yeah. You have very tight lips. Like, yeah. Like they do not come apart. It's like Velcro. Yeah. But then once you open them, it's like, Oh, well, what the fuck is this? Are you enjoying this? And I'm yep. like, yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you were, like, sopping wet at the end of that. Yeah, I definitely was. So, I'm glad that you had a good time. I had a good time. The other couple had a great time. They did. They And she thanked us a couple times before they left, just saying, like, they really enjoyed that experience because they haven't had that happen before. Because they haven't come into play with another BDSM couple. Yeah, especially one that goes as intense as us. Yeah. So. That was pretty cool. It was like a pat on the back for that. Right. Yeah. I was like, I am so proud of us because like we did our thing and people enjoyed it. Yeah. And it doesn't always happen because of how intense it is. Oh yeah. I mean, we did run somebody out of the playroom. We did by accident. I felt bad. Yeah. I mean, but that's the downside to having just one playroom with the BDSM stuff and like the vanilla beds, you know, just for people to fuck. Yeah. So like I did feel bad, but at the same time, we all pay the same money. Yeah. And if BDSM space. isn't your thing, I mean, because granted, we were in there first. We were. So, I mean, sorry, but we're gonna get our money's worth. Yeah. And and you know, kind of put on a show too. Yeah. And unfortunately, it did you know run off a, a couple, but. I mean, they can come back when we're done. They can, yeah. And we we weren't there much longer after. Yep. So let's play this clip. Yes. And hopefully the audience will kind of get a glimpse into the world that we were in last night. Because to us, it was one of the hottest fucking things. Like with everything combined, you know, the play scene with Juan and Sybil, and then this impact scene with this other couple. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was a great fucking night. It really was. Probably like. It was, it's on the top of our, of our. It's probably, it's probably number one. Yeah. It's, it's probably number one at this point. Ooh, so, it's so amazing. Let's listen. Let's give this a listen.
that was just a short 55 second clip yeah of what went on for oh. about 20 minutes yeah like 20 to 25 minutes it was a long time and it just felt like like I, I I was lost in it like hearing her and then like her response to to hearing me get smacked and my response to the pain was like wow and I almost feel like maybe I actually enjoyed the pain a little bit more than I typically would because I was hearing her enjoying her pleasure and I I love hearing a woman making her sounds of her enjoying things oh yeah so like I wonder if like part of me was really getting into the pain because I was like fucked I was hot hearing her and it turned me on more right at the same time as the pain yeah and the more you took the more she got turned on yes. the louder she was getting yes. so it, was, it was fucking crazy it was amazing yeah so <clears throat> all right let's wrap this up all right we're gonna wrap this up with we're gonna show what this looks like hang on oh okay she's gonna turn around here for the camera if she can that chair is not move open. here we go oh yeah that is uh Ooh. Man, that is it's like a, hot. it's and a solid knot on your right side. Like well, that's because you paid more attention to that one. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. he chose that side. Oh yeah, that's a that's a like I had glute day for like four fucking days in a row. Is what that butt cheek feels like. Yeah, I mean it's sexy as fucking hell. Heck yeah! I love seeing you all bruised up. I'm gonna be taking daily pictures of it, and I'm gonna be posting it. <laughs> All right, so we will be at Naughty New Orleans uh, the week of July 4th. We will actually be there for July 4th. The event starts July 5th through the 9th. Yes. Um, I don't know if there's any rooms available anymore, You'll but you can go to naughtyevents.com mm -hmm. and check on that. Um, if you want a small discount, go become a member of the Front Porch Swingers website and go to the events tab there. And I think you get like a 10% discount. Yes, it's 10%. Um, so check that out if you have not already. And then what else are we doing? I think we're going somewhere. I think we might be going to Club Eros. Yes. That's coming up. In I, Knoxville? Yes. So I'm not exactly sure on the date on that, but it'll be one weekend before we go up to Pennsylvania. Yes. So it'll probably, what'll end up happening is probably be the weekend we after we get back from naughty and Orleans. yeah we'll have to uh talk to the owners mm -hmm. of club eros and try to get that straightened out and then also um we were invited to twisted mics yes which is like a lifestyle bar mm -hmm. up in knoxville yes. or close to knoxville so and we might actually end up trying to do like both of them together depending yeah. on how we figure out our time frame yeah so uh, we got a lot of fun stuff still for this summer. Heck yeah, man. And, uh, fuck. We got a lot. Busy, 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 <laughs> we busy. We are busy. so busy, but it's, it's, we got to get it all in now while we can. So we are just. We're doing this for full. you people. <laughs> we are. And we are enjoying every fucking moment yes, of it. we are. So I hope that you guys are enjoying the shit that we're doing for you. If you're not, send us an email or a message on Facebook. Yeah, let us know let us know what we can do better because it's always nice to hear feedback 
Yes. Um, and if you do decide you want to try to go to Pandora's Resort, let the owners, uh, Gwen and John, know that Tink and Pedro sent you. Yes. And we are looking forward to meeting you there. Um, their cabins look great. Mm-hmm. Everything is amazing. And it's just a great group of people that are coming together again. Yes. And uh, if you want to check them out, their website is pandorasresort.com. Mm-hmm. And that's so, where you can book your stay as well. Yes. Um, if you Google it, it'll come up with the old website from the old owners for Pandora's Forest. That phone number is no longer working. Mm-hmm. So you need to go to the correct website, which is pandorasresort.com. Mm-hmm. So check them out and come see us. We like to play volleyball in oh, the pool naked. Yep. Naked volleyball is our shit. We love it. Which Titty we, fucking, rolls. <laughs> we fucking played like three or four games oh my god yeah we were so burnt and exhausted oh i fucked up my shoulders like i got into it i was a fucking beast competitive motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) so yeah come play naked volleyball with us and uh get your tan on as well because that's what i do in between the volleyball games yeah just guys make sure you put some sunscreen on your dick yes (laughs) it's going to be needed all right we'll see y'all next week Thank you for listening to another episode of the Kitchen Sink E&M and Kink Podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us, VJ's Hotspot, The Trendy Pineapple, and also Pandora's Resort. They are really awesome people, and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at KSE. E-N-M and Kink Podcast. That's all the major socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper. And also now we are moving away from OnlyFans and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansly.com slash K-S-E-N-M and Kink Podcast.